Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone, welcome to the Car Chat Podcast and with us today we have Tom Giaconelli of Romans. Hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, this is a, a bit of a different format to our the sort of normal podcast. We thought there's, there's a whole bunch of new cars that have been released this week so we thought we were going to have a little dig into them and then uh, Tom is going to give us a bit of a sort of a sort of status update on what's going on with the market. It's, it's pretty mad at the moment. And, um, you know, what's going on in, in his sort of side of things. So, Tom, can you tell the audience, for those that have not come across you, um, one, we did actually do a podcast a while ago, so go and listen to that one. But for those people that have not come across you, sort of, who are you, what do you do, what's Romans? Yeah, so I'm one of the directors at Romans International. We are... I guess one of the leading supercar dealerships um, in the UK, we're totally independent. We sell all brands, sort of specialise in the latest stuff. So always keen to see what's coming out. Um, it definitely affects our market and, and what we sell. So, so yeah. Yeah. I drove a car that you've had in for the first time. I drove a 992 GT3 for the first time uh, oh, cool. yesterday. I drove a Mind PDK you? car. Oh, the PDK. Um, have you driven have you driven one? Um I have driven the PDK as well, not the manual. Um, yeah. I mean I've I've moved the manual around the showroom, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I haven't I haven't taken it out on the road, so I thought I thought it was interesting. Um I know this is not really the topic of this, this podcast, but I thought <laughs> since I know you've oh, you've wow. had some in and I drove one yesterday and this is gonna come out this week, so um, it's fairly relevant. I, I thought it was the thing that stood out to me straight away was the steering. I thought it, it one, you feel a lot straight yeah. through it. Like it doesn't feel massively different to my 997 in it, like, it's a bit different, but not massively. Whereas you compare it to some of the earlier electromechanical assisted cars, like gen one, nine, nine, one, for example. And like, it's, it feels a lot more numb. I, I thought it, but it feels really hardcore, like in a, 
yeah. I think it feels more like an old school RS. Okay, they've, def- they've definitely made it a little bit more hardcore. Just I think the separation now between some of the other models is is so minimal that they've had to make it feel a bit rawer, just so the GT product is differentiated from yeah. the likes of the GTS, which is also just come out. So yeah, um, all yeah sorts. the gap between the models is is, is ever getting thinner and thinner <laughs> yeah they've got to slice the same thing just slightly finer yeah each time and then you think how are they gonna what are they gonna do with the rs it's gonna be mad isn't it like bonkers they have to make it bonkers to, to i mean you know well this pictures of that ridiculous wing i think i've seen yeah mine but so that that leads quite nicely onto uh, one of the, the first car i think we should talk about Briefly, because we don't have too much information on it, uh, the GT4 RS that we've seen some videos and pictures of it doing a lap on the Nurburgring. Um, At a very ridiculously quick time, wasn't it? Yeah, reasonably quick. It was. Let me just go to my folder of. For those that are watching in, I'm gonna throughout this podcast. There's gonna be pictures and stuff come up on the screen. Um, if you're audio only, you'll have to do your your googling. But yeah, the GT4 RS did a ring time of 7.09. They do two, there's two types of ring lap times now. There's a 7.04.5 and there's a 7.09.3. And one is slightly longer than the other. I can't remember which is the, the sort of official gets written down number. But to compare, the GT3 lap time was 6.55. So that's not, that far off and it's then far, it's a lot faster than the regular gt4 isn't it yeah it's a lot faster and and the important things from the video to pick up other than there's been some debate about whether that car was actually that's as fast as it can go there's some theories that maybe it could go a bit faster but one being that the, they didn't get in the driver that they normally have last oh, can he comes in and sets blistering lap times in the other Porsches. And uh, I think he wasn't around for some reason. There was someone else driving very fast, but he's the sort of ring specialist. But the things to pick up from the video, it revs to nine. And there's some leaked leaked press stuff. Yeah, I think it was like eight, eight and a bit. Um, And there's the number 500 PS has come out. So it sounds like it's the GT3 engine or or a separate engine that has been made very similar to the GT3 engine. It sounds like it's the GT3 engine to me or yeah. sli- maybe slightly detuned or something, which well, that, is that a mad was, concept. That was always the thing, wasn't it? It's like, how can they make it not as good as the GT3, which yeah. I think was why they haven't brought one out until now. But it's, it's um, it yeah, almost... It's Worst kept secret, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it almost to me feels like Porsche's getting to this point where they're like the internal combustion engine is going to disappear. Maybe let's make these cars like the last hurrah. Mm. Put some stupid engines and stuff, and then why not? People are going to be queuing up to buy them, so. Yeah, 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 exactly. Are there are there still big overs on stuff like a 
because I presume your GT4 RS would be right up your customer's street. Very much so. I mean, that that's going to be a very, very hot car. I mean, you've seen with the, the 992 GT3, you know, they were you know, not far off a hundred grand over list, which is pretty bonkers. I mean, they're coming down a bit, but I mean, the GT4 RS, I mean, I don't know how much it's going to cost brand new, but you'd expect similar-ish kind of numbers, I would have thought. I think, um, yeah, I, I think the price, like plucking numbers out of the air, I, I don't think anyone really knows. Um, it, it's, it's going to cost less than a GT3, you'd think. But I don't think there's going to be very many of them. Like, I think there's going to be a, less than there are GT3s. So yeah, it makes sense. So they're going to be, yeah. I, I know some of a couple of customers I've spoken to have said they've now got their allocation, but they're saying, should I give it up and wait for a GT3 RS 992 allocation? But I'm just like, just, just get the GT4 RS. Like, yeah. that'll, that'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, get a GT4 RS, and then when the GT3 RS comes out in a year's time, or whenever that... It can't be that long, actually, till GT3 RS. Mm. You yeah, think it, year, maybe. maybe a year. It, it, those sorts of cars tended to come out at Geneva, but I don't think Geneva's happening again. Ever. Uh, yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think we'll, we'll see see what happens but i'm sure i'm sure there will be there'll be a few yeah. making their way down to romans from yeah maybe from some customers <laughs> yeah. that are getting <laughs> get some flag yeah. from the internet yeah. plenty of uh dolphin emojis when we post one i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> do the dealerships ever get in touch with you and be like why are you selling this stuff or they just sometimes know sometimes they go to the customer and be like oh you know, you know, you weren't meant to do that, but yeah. sometimes they call us. I mean, you know, Ferrari can get a bit funny as well, but I don't know. At the end of the day, they, they can't stop it, and you can kind yeah. of understand why people do it. You know, this demand versus supply, and at the end of the day, people that want what they can't have are willing to pay, you know, big bucks for it. And yeah. sometimes the temptation is 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 too much, and you know, we're we're, we're just the guys in the middle. Yeah, you just buy cars and sell cars. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't. You, that's it. That's it. I was chatting to someone. Uh, yeah, actually, it was the guy with the nine nine two GT three, and he's he's sort of he's played the the game of it's not really a game. It's just an expensive situation of he's bought a lot of cars from his Porsche Center and he's got his GT three, and he was saying like often. And I don't know whether this is the same. Each dealership does their own stuff. But like, if you, let's say, go back to Ferrari, uh, Ferrari and you want to trade in your car or you want, to, you're like, I've had it for six months. I want to sell it. They underbid like horrifically. Mm. And that gap between going to, let's say, someone like yourself and the, and the main dealership can sometimes be small. And it can sometimes be vast. And you can see how people don't necessarily sell them back through their dealership because, yeah, you're just yeah, throwing money down the drain. Most main dealers are pretty geared towards selling brand new. Like the, the, the margins are a lot higher. So when they get a used car in, sometimes they're just like, you know, they, they, they lowball it because they're just like, oh, we'd rather sell someone a new car. Yeah. Um, so that's you know we, we we're pretty strong buyers so you know like thing we'd always get get ahead of them 
Yeah. Um, we don't we don't have any new you know we don't get brand new cars to sell. Apart from ones with four miles on them occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) Technically not brand new. Yeah, true, true. You you didn't get to spec it or anything like that. No. Right, other stuff. We've got, there's just so much stuff that's come out this week. Um, We've got new Range Rover. I feel like that's probably a popular one with you and your your customers. Very much so. I mean, it's it's probably, I mean, Range Rover, this is the fifth generation, right? So... I think it was 2012 where the last generation came out. So in over that time, there's been so many new rivals. So in some ways it started to lose the last few years. It's lost a little bit of its sort of popularity because there's so many good rivals. There's the Urus, there's the Cullinan, the Bentayga, the Maybach. And Range Rover, I think, needed to come out with this car to sort of, you know, get back to the top or at least very close to the top. And I mean, I think it looks looks pretty damn good to be honest i think yeah it's sort of uh, evolved from the previous design cleaned up a little bit the interior is nice like it looks like a nice place to be it looks yeah comfy. it's the kind of place you think i wouldn't mind going for a little snooze in there <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know maybe just be you know do a bit of work kick back but yeah it looks like a very you know sumptuous place to be and, yeah. I, and I really like the new exterior as well i think the rear looks looks really clean and elegant um i love the, the little indicators that which are hidden in the sort of rear um sort of black yeah, grill and the and the rear lights like the yeah. rear lights they have the actual leds are not pointing outwards they're pointing like to the side that then bounces off some prisms so mm. so when they're not on it's black like black black yeah, yeah. um that's, that seems to be something that's in every single bit of media. So they're, they're quite proud of it. So presumably it looks quite cool. Um, for the people that are watching the video, this is something I, I just sort of vaguely wanted to bring up so, based on some of these press photos. So uh, we've got a, a picture of a car right here. Now, Tom, do you, to you, does this look slightly odd? It does look very odd. It looks like someone's t- like got an old photo and cut out a ranger and stuck it on top yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of cutting and pasting and they've obviously made the they want the car to look perfect but in in the one we're looking at i think the range rover is about 50 percent of the size it should be like it's it's on a normal road and the curb seems to come up to like oh, yeah. the, the center of the wheels yeah it's not it's done a great job on that is that an official picture as well this is an official picture and oh. and unfortunately and i'm going to call them out on this their official pictures um are they're not they're not the best i've i've seen well, they're just as, as a photographer CGI on it. just it's all sort of a mix of yeah various photos and cars copied and pasted and dropped into various stuff but we'll, we'll we'll sort of gloss over over that but it's it yeah it seems like a cool thing the um from a tech point of view the one that sort of stood out to me there's loads of bits about it and whatnot the fact that it's got noise cancelling speakers in yeah. the headrests yeah they're actually in the headrest on there that's which cool. is wicked like that that if the tech works sounds like it's i could see that working because a few cars have had noise cancelling in haven't they are they 
Yeah, I think they have the sound sort of deadening, but I wasn't sure if they were actually noise cancelling. I think uh, it's gonna. I'm confused with what it is, but I think like an A8 might have it a little bit. Um, And and I know they've. What have they done? They were said that there's 30% less noise that comes from the structure into the car. Now, it would be much easier if they said, okay the actual when you're sitting there and you're driving down a motorway it's two decibels quieter or, or something mm-hmm. but um i presumably it's they've they've sort of pushed it up the range haven't they they've sort of said okay let's try and compare this with other stuff like ben tager because yeah. price wise it starts at 93 i think Okay, and that's for the three-litre, is it? That's a three-litre sort of standard wheelbase car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you get the long wheelbase autobiography five, the one with the V8 in it, and it's is it yeah. a BMW V8? Um, I don't know. I know it's a brand. It's a brand new engine range. I don't. I don't think it's been used on another car. I thought I read, but I think the V8 is a turbo. The twin, the sort of turbo V8 from the faster BMW models. Yeah, because it, it's 4.4, isn't it? They've not, they've yeah. not got 5 litres anymore. It's 4.4, which is is the BMW one, so it might be. Um, but that one, and that's like 130k base. Okay. Um, so, like, what does a, what's a Bentayga start at? Uh, the new ones are closer to 200. Okay. That's They're like late, yeah, 190s. And then Urus is up from that. Cullinan's up from, you know, over 300. So it sits quite nicely, I think. Yeah. Price point. I think so. And it's it's always sort of lived in a, a class of car that it, it's not quite almost like been. That doesn't necessarily make sense. But in, I think people's perception of it is it's like a really premium, luxury, comfy car, which it is. But they sort of, I think people cross shop Range Rovers against all the cars we've sort of mentioned maybe not cullinan but you know cayenne and all that sort of stuff it's range rover has absolutely been like it's been the mainstay isn't it it was the original benchmark i mean we used to sell so many range rovers and we we found we found people have gone into new brands which you know i think naturally happens with increased competition but i think there will be people sort of flooding back now and, and already people we're speaking to have had numerous calls in the last couple of days being like, have you got any coming? I'm like, well, it's just a little bit early. <laughs> you can probably don't go. Do that. <laughs> well, I don't know when they're meant to be like actually being delivered. Probably 2022 yeah. sometime. And I imagine some people have, you know, it's, it's been known that it's going to come out next year. So I imagine some people put deposits on it a yeah. while back. Um, but you know, the defenders have been going crazy as well. So, yeah, so what what SUVs do you are the most popular for you, for you guys to sell? The the main ones at the moment are G wagons. Um, they're so they've been so hard to get hold of. Every time we get one in, it seems to sell within a few days, mm. and they keep putting the prices up. Mercedes have realised, and really? obviously with this new new car shortage as well, they've been so hard to get, and they put the price up. I think ten grand this year, ten grand last year, and then people are still you know, still paying over lists for them. So the demand for them has been crazy. The, the Euros as well. Um, that's been just, I think supercar sort of enthusiasts have been really 
sold to the euros it's, it's mm. just got such great performance and obviously is, is fit for the family so that those are probably the two main ones but the defenders which are you know quite a bit less have been massively popular as well the new defenders yeah i think because i've i've driven i drove a defender yeah a 110 a while ago and um actually this is something that you now see in the range rover the display and it looks like it's sort of a bigger, better, curvier display in the new Range Rover. But that versus the previous systems, like to use, it just works. And it like, it reacts to your, it's, you know, it's really reacts to when your touch and you can move stuff around and whatnot. Whereas the previous systems in the Land Rovers was nowhere near like that. Um, so I think that's a big sort of step up. And I want, I think, defender i see loads of them they must be selling tons yeah they are so, i mean you can get i mean the price the sort of starting price i think is like 50 or 60 grand so mm. and it's seen you know especially with the bond movie that's just come out they're in that they're just seen as quite cool it took a little while so i think when they first came out a year or two ago they were they were sort of a bit lukewarm and yeah. suddenly over the last sort of six nine months they've just people have just gone mad for them um, and, and especially in the 110, you get seven seats, which, which is not that easy to find. Although I should say on the new long wheelbase Range Rover for the first time, they've now got a seven seat option, which yes. is a massive thing. Cause that's, that's always, that's been one thing that sort of a lot of big families have had to look elsewhere. Um, I know they did it on the Range Rover Sport, but that car was too small, really. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a real game changer, I think. Yeah. Cause if you want seven seats in a, a vehicle like that, there aren't that many like XC90, but that's quite an old platform now. Um, Discovery seven, yeah. uh, seven and, the, and then it's like the big Mercs, yeah, GLS, and um, well, you can get seven seats but it's tiny. Okay, like, yeah. yeah, these actually look as if you saw the picture. They they actually look reasonable. In the back, I think they've got their own sockets back there, their own little cubby holes. So it's it's not just for like little little kids back there. Mm. Yeah, and I think they made a point of saying like, yeah, it, it's it's actually nice. Like it's nice back there. It's not just crap. Um, but they, they, yeah, I mean, if you need seven seats, as a kid, it's an option now. Mm. Or you can, I guess, you can have a long wheelbase and just chuck more luggage in it. If you don't, do those seats yeah. sort of fold flat? I, yeah. I did see one picture where they've got this sort of cushioned, like I think they call it the tailgate event suite, where you can fold down the seats or and then, and then put these. Oh. Little, so you can just sit in the back of your. Yes, your they do. They have. I saw this in a video. They have. Yeah, is it called like sort of event seating? Like it's a yeah. little. It sort of pops out of the floor. I think it's on all cars. I think oh, it, it might be on all. You lift up. There's almost like a divider in the boot. And then you lift it up and then there's these little cushions that sort of sit on top of it mm. and provide you with a, a little seating place. Because I think that's, that, that's the sort of stereotypical thing, isn't it? People yeah, sitting on the back of their yeah, Range Rover drinking champagne. There you go. There's a picture. Oh, there you go. In this oh, picture, yeah, we have the little <laughs> event, <laughs> event seats. Oh, the yeah. Lights. Okay. You've got a little ramp for your dog oh, if you cool. need. <laughs> no i think it's a cool thing um there's loads of engine options i think it starts off as mild hybrid options so yeah. you can't plug it in and then 
coming soon or might even only be on the higher end ones. It becomes a plugin. I don't know whether it's plugin straight away. Yeah, I did. I had a look in the configurator earlier and there wasn't an option, but it, I mean, it's definitely coming a plugin hybrid and I assume eventually they'll do a full electric, but I imagine yeah, they said probably. 2024 okay. is when that's going to come. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what that's like. And I think the the plug-in hybrids, they're saying it's a hundred kilometers of range. So you're 60 miles and you probably get 50, but that's actually a, quite a long way. Like, you get a decent distance out of that yeah, before you kick into your... In town, I mean, that'll keep, keep you going a good while. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it uses a lot of energy in the process moving your large vehicle, but yeah, it's, it's all of the things. Right, okay, we've got two more, two more new cars. Black Badge Ghost. I feel like this is right up your street. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's. I've always found the Black Badge Ghost is a bit of a an oddball because the Ghost is is a car you sort of sit in the back mainly. It's it's a luxury cruise. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then the whole thing with Black Badge is you increasing power increasing the torque and making it more of a driver's car so on the ghost you think yeah, that's not really why you buy a ghost i mean yes they still yeah. look cool and there's much more black bits and different wheels and special carbon size so yeah you'd probably rather have one than a normal ghost but it's sort of i think the whole black badge thing doesn't work that well on a ghost yeah they, and they don't go for the phantom do they i think it's no and then a, a black badge wraith that that of of all the Range Ro of the Rolls Royces, that sort of seems to work for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, as your point said, it's not they're not sports cars. <laughs> like, <laughs> does look good, it does look look cool. It is. They are cool. They are cool, and I and I can see why. So in the Black Badge Edition, you get more horsepower from the six point seven five liter V twelve. It's like I think it, I come what how much more but you get you know like different materials it's all they always seem to be they sell a significant percentage of them in black um seem to be get ordered actually they're they're saying on the sort of press release a large a much larger percentage of their sales are black uh, black badge sales rather than normal sales nowadays um not as in they eclipse but i think it's let me let me find the press release. It's something like yeah, it makes sense. I, th I think is it twenty five percent or something like that. 
yeah, it's it's something like that. It's it's significantly. I think they expected it to be ten, and it's yeah, it's like twenty five or something. So, do you see a lot coming through through the dealership? Um, not a lot, to be honest. We 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 get well. To be fair, we probably get a few rolls in every month, and maybe one out of four or five is a black badge. But that's that's going across, you know, Cullinans, wraiths, ghosts. But um, yeah, we've always found the, the ghost black badges is is, is probably the, the harder one to sell of the lot. The wraith black badge seems to really attract the kind like a younger crowd and 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 who you know appreciate the performance more whereas maybe some of the the older crowd do just want to sort of cruise about and um enjoy that kind of quiet quiet cabin yeah yeah and they're saying i think the average age of a um a rolls royce customer has come down to i think it's rather than people in their 50s it's now in their 40s and a lot of that is black badge customers apparently so it's it's helping Lower the average age of your Rolls Royce customer. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I, I love the idea of a ghost. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I love the idea of a ghost, but just not, not yet, not yet. You, you see some very funky specs as well. I think these days. <laughs> you do. Yeah, crazy colours and dodgy seat accents. But yeah, people like it people like it people love it and you see a lot of you're starting to see a lot of colors around um yeah. in, in in london like more the person that used to be driving a phantom around london all the time seems to be in a colander now like it's it's shifted on yeah it makes sense I, th- I think people like sitting up higher as well so that's that's a big thing now which which we find that the actual sort of more saloon limousine type cars are mm sort of harder to sell because people just want SUVs and they feel like, you know, they feel a bit more empowered sitting up, sitting up high, sitting in the back. Yeah. And there's this theory that, well, and they are often more sort of practical in terms of space and stuff like that. Not necessarily, but versus your con- conventional saloon, they definitely are big hatchback and whatnot. Um, you know, we're just ha- having a look through some, some lovely, some lovely, lovely specs. They do look mean. All an all blacked out black badge wraith or ghost is a pretty mean looking thing. Yeah, yeah, it does look mean, and that's uh, we, we get quite a few footballers buying uh, wraiths and things like that, mm. um, just because it's you know they quite like the sort of all blacked out stealthy look. Yeah, it does does work. Right, got one more car. New SL. Have you have you looked at these? Yeah, yeah, I had a little look uh, yesterday when, when when they announced it, and yeah, the S the SL was had kind of become a little obsolete from what from where we were concerned because of the AMG GT Roadster, which kind of mm. did the very similar thing to the SL, and kind of like. People thought, what's the point of an SL? I'd, I'd get the AMG GT, but now this has come out. You think, well, actually, wow, that looks that looks nice. And you know, but what what's going to differentiate it? And they've, they've done quite. It's quite. It's like a brand new car, isn't it? This is not a facelift. This yeah. is like a a totally yeah, new generation. And- it it doesn't share any sort of bits with any of the like the AMG GT or anything like that. Um, what else? What have they done? Uh, it's there's no longer going to 
there's no longer going to be an AMG GT Roadster, apparently. Oh, is that right? I, I didn't uh, know that. I think, I think that's getting phased out. That, that really makes sense. I can't remember where I heard that from, but that was from somewhere. Um, it's versus the old one. It's 40% stiffer lengthways, 50% stiffer laterally. It's got the gearbox, same gearbox in the GT 63S. Um, I've oh. not driven one of them, but I hear it's reason like it's a pretty good gearbox. Like it's quite snappy. Um, they it's, there's an SL 55 and an SL 63 and they both got the four liter V8. So, so it's just, just the power difference between the two, is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some bits and whatnot, but yeah, essentially power difference. Um, the the 63 has some different, slightly different features, like the suspension and stuff. It has the it has this, the, the Mercedes like active ride control system. So I think each mm-hmm. wheel is sort of independent of the other, whereas the 55 has torsion bars that go across and connect. So they can do some slightly more trick stuff where one wheel can move without having a knock-on effect on the other car. So it should make the 63 able to have like a dual personality, like more comfortable and then also a bit stiffer. But it's quite a it's quite a heavy car. I think it's like 1,900 kilos or something. Because they've done away with the... Um the metal folding roof and now have a fabric roof, which mm. I assume is weight, weight saving, but it's not, you know, I wonder if still... it's also space saving. Yes, um, definitely. The, the metal folding roof did take up quite a lot of space. I know you could really struggle to get sort of only one golf bag in the old SL, but I imagine you can get a couple in now. Yeah. I don't actually know. I haven't, I haven't found out what the, uh, the, the boot capacity is I've spent far too much time recently looking at boot capacities of various estate cars and SUVs. But unfortunately, if you give me, I guess one second, um, it's, it's also got now two plus two, isn't it? Yes. It's, so you can get some sort of used to have. children in there. Um, yeah. did the SL, didn't the SL had, was a two plus two though, wasn't it? No, the, the SL I'm pretty sure was just a, a two seater. Um, it definitely fact, maybe once back in the day, but the la- at least the last SL63 was definitely a two-seater. Okay, I think yeah, maybe ten years ago, fifteen years ago, it, it yeah, did, maybe. and then and then that went not being able to find it. But no, I think it's a, I think it's quite a cool looking thing. The interior is much more like a new S class. Yeah, with the big screen in the middle, the massive screen, yeah. which I don't know what that's going to be like to use. I think. People quite like them in the Teslas. Have you used a car with a screen like that? Uh, not me personally, no. But I, I like the idea of it. It's kind of like you know, rather than being on your phone, I guess you've got basically an iMac in your computer in your, in mm. your car. So, um, although it might become a bit distracting, I imagine. Yeah, depending on what you're allowed to do with it whilst you're driving. <laughs> but then I found like as soon as I can basically like put away my phone, if I can put away my phone, then I'm way less attracted. So if I can like connect it to CarPlay and then just put it in a pocket or something out of the way, I'm significantly less distracted than if it's just in the car somewhere, just buzzing, sending yeah. messages. Um, in traffic. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting looking thing. I think it's quite cool. I think it's yeah, probably it's, quite comfy. 
it's definitely a big a big change it's very amg and actually these cars are the, the 55 and the 63 are amg cars they're not built, built from the ground up from amg yeah um i don't know when the first first drives and whatnot will be but yeah it's cool one I'm, and i expect it to be to have a nice dual personality of being exceptionally com- comfortable and waft around yeah, I think they'll um, yeah they'll they'll be they'll be popular. I think I yeah. can see see a lot of people going for one of these. There's rumours that there's going to be a a sort of higher end AMG made off the same platform. Okay, so they've, got, they've done away with the 65. I'm pretty sure, which was mm. a V12, which I, I think is is no longer. But because yeah, those yeah. those were always like super rare. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> like, do you see any many sixty fives come through the showroom that often? We get offered the odd one. Um, we got offered one actually a couple of weeks ago, but the old sort of oh nine one, which and it used to belong to Ron Dennis, but the guy <laughs> wanted top top money for it. He's had it for best part yeah. of ten years. They're so not going to give it away easily, but um, but they're hard to value when you get a car like that, which is like there's not another one on the market. You start to look at 63s and think, okay, it's a, it's a V12, it's going to be worth mm. a bit more. It's rarer, but it's like, how much more? And it's like, the gap is actually massive. Um, so I guess, I guess they've become more sort of collectible cars, SL65s. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was always one of those things that like you'd see for sale because list, the list price difference between a 65 and a 63 has always been a ridiculous. Mm. Like, I, I, at a guess... A 63, let's just say it's like 130, 120, whatever in this situation. And a 65 was like 190. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't get an extra 50 grand. Brand new. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, they're depreciated very heavily. But if you can pick one up secondhand, you know, with, with the saving of list, they probably will, you know, hold their money and maybe one day be worth quite, quite a bit and when details are obsolete. Yeah, if you don't have to repair them. There's someone near me that has a, a C... Is it a C? No, S-Class, S63 and S65 Coupe. Like, okay. parked next to each other on their drive. You know, like, <laughs> that's quite cool. <laughs> thing is, that as, as, as a buyer, the, the S65 doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Like when you start looking at a car to practically use, you think, yeah, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But it is quite a cool car to have. Yeah, it's it's like it's one of those cars that you'll see in a car park at a car meet, whatever, and it's the sixty-five or the six hundred or whatever, you know, the sort of stupid version that they made, didn't really sell any of, and you you can get all anoraki and be like, Oh, that one had eight hundred horsepower and they sold two of them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm personally I don't I don't see myself buying a sixty five other than unless it's an old one for a while the 63s are so good they sound good because the 65s don't necessarily sound that good no yeah i mean it's a different sound but it doesn't have that sort of raw throaty sound it's more no almost like a sort of bentley sound but yeah rare rare yeah yeah very very rare thing so yeah new new sl Quite a cool thing. I'm sure we'll see lots around. I'm sure you'll see a few, few in and out. Right. So what's uh, 
what's been certain well we actually covered some of this i guess in the thing what's the sort of what's your sort of view on the the market and uh this sort of crazy world we're in at the moment it's been it's been an interesting year that is for sure um it's it's definitely you know pr- prices going up and up and up which has been the the sort of theme of the last sort of six to nine months is it's definitely starting to slow down a bit i think so many people have caught on to the fact oh my god my car's gone up in value you know that so so lots of people have been selling been like oh my yeah. god i sold my car I had it for you I didn't lose any money so that's happening a lot to the point where now the market is actually getting a little bit saturated and some certain models are now there's loads of them for sale so i think it will start you know cool off we're already noticing that a little bit um, but then some cars are still so hard to get hold of. New cars are still incredibly hard to get hold of. So new and nearly new is still very hot. Mm. Um, you know, and stuff is selling for big premiums over lists, like normal cars, which is which is pretty unusual. But yeah, it's 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 a funny old place. You've got a little you've got to be a little bit cautious because it is starting to turn a bit. But yeah, like there's still lots of people out there. People are going to main dealers, can't get a car, so you know, if we can, if we can have those cars then you know, we're, we're doing pretty well. It's just, it's just finding that sort of balance of what people are prepared to pay for them. Um, and yeah. then running the cars with the right spec. You def- I've definitely noticed like the, the sort of cars that people buy and then probably would sell a year later or two years later. Cause they're like, Oh, it's the new this, but it's not particularly different to anything else. Might be a new Ferrari, might be a Porsche or something, but like the things that you see turning over, loads of those, okay, everyone's like, oh my God, I could sell it and I could get more money than I paid for it and I'm not going to lose like 50 grand or whatever. Like, and then there's suddenly a hundred million for sale. Yeah, yeah everyone's caught on. If you, if you can do it and get a bit of head of the head of the herd, then great. But I think that, and, and now we, we, one thing we do notice is we're being offered more brand new cars than ever before because everyone thinks their car's worth more okay. than they pay. So <laughs> any car that's just come out, they're like, oh, right, I can sell it. I can make a couple of grand here, which is just quite, quite funny. So it can skew our sort of thing of like, oh, there's loads of new cars around just because we're being offered a you lot. You get offered them all the time. You know, I, I found. Expect to lose money, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you're writing off 20% taking it out of the showroom. Um, there is definitely something because I'm looking at, yeah, like an E class or, or five series or, or something. I'm not really sure. Some kind of estate at the moment. But speaking to a few different dealers about specking new cars, loads of cars of that sort of range, you can't get certain options. So if you want a new E class now, you can't get the 12 and a half inch screen, which is like the slightly bigger screen in the middle and whatnot. You can only get the smaller one. You just can't spec it because of whatever chip shortages and blah, 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 blah. I think on the high end stuff, you can still spec what you like, but you're definitely starting to be limited on various things, whether it's a three series and you want to have a wireless charging pad in your car, you can't have it. You want to have a certain X, Y, Z. They're like, no, you can't have it, which well then presumably is pushing up the the cars that have these things yeah. like the nearly new that's specced well is really rare now 
Yeah, it's it's going to become a nightmare when you're looking at buying one later down the line when everything, assuming this chip shortage stuff, all sorts itself out and all the things that were standard features yeah. that were missing on certain cars. You're going to be buying cars saying, oh, that was standard, it's got it. And then realizing later on, it yeah. doesn't have it. Um, it was that that one three-month period of time where they just removed like yeah. <laughs> all the stuff that you would expect to have. Yeah, yeah it's... um. It's an interesting one. I think it's definitely a minefield buying at the moment because you're just you're, like, I'm, I want to buy something and you're like, well, in a year's time, is this going to have lost like a ton? Like I'm assuming it's going to lose money anyway, because it's a normal car, but like, is it going to lose an extra 20%? Cause we're in this weird situation now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very possible. I mean, I, from what I'm hearing is that the chip shortage is still going to go well, well into sort of mid next year. But, you know, I, I do think you've got to be a little bit careful. It's, it's all well and good saying it's an amazing time to sell. You're going to get really strong money for your car. But if you're just going to go and replace it by paying, you know, yeah. top, top whack for something else, it's kind of, you know, defeating the, the, the purpose a little bit. But I don't know. But then it's always nice to change cars, isn't it? It is. It's nice to try different things. What are you, are you still in your C63? I've just sold it, um, oh. literally a few days ago. So and now I've had a little, little bubba. I'm, I'm thinking I might get something a little more practical. I'm thinking oh, maybe. Oh yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Cause that yes. is in between when we last saw each other. Yes. Yes, it would be. Um, yeah. So I maybe need a little bit more practicality. I'm thinking new Defender V8. Oh, okay. So, oh, um, interesting. 110? No, I think I think V8, uh, 90. 110 is like cooler. a big car. You know, I've only got one, one kid. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And you have, a, like, you have a Range Rover Sport as well, don't you? Yeah, the missus has a Range Rover Sport. So maybe okay. I can get away with having something a bit more fun. But I don't know. I just quite like those Defenders, the little 90s. And, They're cool. Um, and especially going into winter, I think, yeah, that'll do the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And priced well. Like, you get in that car. I remember when I drove one, I was like, the ride is pretty good. The tech, pretty good. Styling, cool. Like, engines, all right. You like you look at the whole package and go like, yeah, it seems like... It's pretty good, huh? <laughs> it's pretty pretty decent. Decent value for what you get and all the stuff. Yeah. And when, when you look at G-Wagons now, which some people are asking <sighs> 200 grand for, you think, yeah. well, you know, this is the next best thing for... Yeah. significantly less right. and and if you wanted to order a defendant now do you know how long it would take if, for you to get one um i think you're looking at between six and 12 months i think some models are even harder i think the hybrids i was told are over a year okay um but yeah for a v8 i think yeah you're going to be looking at sort of next summer so and are they right. are they limiting those at all I don't know. I, I think Land Rover tend to just make as many as they need to. I remember when they yeah. first brought out the SVR, they said it was going to be a limited edition and then everyone wanted one. So they just made loads and loads <laughs> of them until you know, yeah. they catered for everyone. So yeah, I can't, I can't see it being a, a limited edition. I, I do I do wonder whether they will make an SVR version as well because this is just a, called the V8, right? So yeah. I imagine they might do an even more zooped up one yeah, because um, they did a 
Did you do a James Bond edition? Yes. Yeah, the Bond edition. That has been like, we've got so many people asking us about those, trying to get one. But they're super rare, really hard to get hold of. I reckon they're going to be So what money. are they? How are they different? It's it's the same car, but it's got lots of little little tweaks and little gadgets, little 007 badges. I mean, yeah, you know, okay. it's, it's, it's probably didn't cost them hardly anything to do, but no. It's got a lot of little bits. Yeah, it's I, cool. I saw someone posting about, they just received theirs, I think, like yesterday, and they were like, oh, I love it. And I think you start it up and it goes like 007. All that sort of stuff. Like, they've really tapped in, like, quick. Yeah. I mean, imagine the novelty is fantastic, but I'm sure it'll wear off fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And were they were they much more expensive than a normal Defender? I don't think so. I think they were, I'm guessing a little bit, but I think they were about 10 to 15 grand more. It's just the fact that they, they are properly limited. Yeah. Um, and I know that, yeah, I think they were about 115, 120. They'll definitely be 150. In the second-hand market, right? Yeah. No, cool. That's, that's a lot of money. Well, we've had a lot of a lot of new cars this week. Um, I'm sure there'll be some more. I didn't. I didn't know. Like, I knew the Range Rover was coming, but the the SL and the um, the Black Badge, I had no idea about. I just, I just wake up one day and you're like, oh, there's there's, there's two more. Yeah, there is a lot, you, especially when everyone's like new car shortages, but then all these new models are coming out. You think, what, what is going on? Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks very much for sort of popping on. I'll have a little chat. I, I, I hope the audience have enjoyed our ramblings on various things. Right. Cool. Thanks very much. All right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.